Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. So much more in you. Maybe some stuff that you didn't even know was there. How are you today, (laughs) Jenny Randall? Oh, hello, my friend. We are back again. I feel like we I are. We are that. kicking <laughs> off a brand new five-part mini series in season five. If y'all haven't caught on to this, we're doing something with the number five here. It's the fifth season. Can you can we even just like celebrate yeah. that for a second? We're in the midpoint of season five. What is happening to our lives here? <laughs> like, like we have lived this much life together that we are in season five doing these five yep. part mini series today. We're going to kick off a new one. And I just want to give you a little bit of a hint and what we're going to be talking about. It's talking about this idea that we should be willing to be restored or we should like restoration. Do you like it? Jenny? We should like it. We should like it. Cause it's often, <laughs> a wrestling match of what? Okay, get tell us more. Tell us more, Candace. Well, imagine if you will a television show, and I used to watch these with my dad. If there wasn't many things that I would want to watch with my dad on TV, let's just be honest. If it was sports, <laughs> I'm tuning out. I'm out. I'm, I don't care. I'll go make me a sandwich and I'll do some. I'll I'll color. I'll read a book while you watch that mess. But there were these shows that would have antique cars that were restored and they would come and they bring them. And I mean, they look like garbage, Jenny. They look mm-hmm. like flat out garbage. They'd been in abandoned fields. They had grass grown on top of them. They had somebody spray paint them as they go by. They looked horrible, but you knew there was like this hidden gem inside there. And every time they would bring them to this restoration company and ask for this, this gem of a car that had been completely trashed to be restored. I would think, no, not possible not possible. It's not going to look good at all. And somehow within 30 minutes, (laughs) 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 magically by the magic of TV, um, you would find within 30 minutes, what had looked like rusted out garbage with plants growing out of it and spray paint covering it was now fully restored and brought back to its original glory from gosh, 1960s, 1950s. And I would be shocked every time like mouth, open jaw to the floor shocked at how great these things would look and i started thinking about restoration in our own lives what does that look like so jenny i'm going to ask you a fun question and all of our listeners play along with us it's just this random new fun game i'm creating here we go i love spontaneity (laughs) moments do you have currently anything in your closet to make you look uh restored in some areas of your body as you wear clothes or shoes? Like, do you have any, do you have any shoe inserts? Do you have Spanx? Spanx? Oh, okay. I see where we're going. (laughs) Just the way it was worded. My my wheels were spinning. Um, (laughs) 
I saw I mean, your there's, face. There's Listeners eye cream. Can't see your face. There's eye cream oh. that is involved for my face. There's wrinkle reducer. We've got a lot of things going on. Oh. Uh, I think it up. Wherever routine. my stomach does not look as firm as it did at 12 years old, which still wasn't that firm. <laughs> I try to make it that firm. Uh, wherever, absolutely, my bras have changed the older I've gotten. I'm just saying that there's a different, there's a different qualifier that I have when shopping for bras because I'm wanting to restore those things. Also, ironically, to 12 years old. And <laughs> wow, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm oversharing here and I don't even care, but I don't think I've even grown a cup size since 12 years old. So that's why. That's why. Okay. It's my own personal goal. So there you go. <laughs> um, I think about all that we do with our bodies to restore our bodies the older that we get. I mean, it's kind of, I, I have those eye patches. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like they sit underneath oh, your yeah. eyelid. Mm-hmm. And they look like they're gold. And I feel like just, just the fact that I could have gold underneath my eyes makes me Royalty. feel like an, uh, yeah, like a Pharaoh-esque goddess or something. Is Pharaoh-esque <laughs> even a word? I don't think, I don't think it is. I, mean, I don't think it, it is. sounds great. Yeah. What else Restore. do you have that restores something in your life that you can think of? We've talked about with like bodies, but do you have anything that restores or maybe takes care of? I don't know, leather or or furniture that you love. Oh yeah. I mean, do I actually clean my house? That's the question. (laughs) Nobody does. So, um, you know, there's the oven cleaner system. You got to clean those ovens, bring it back to new shiny. Do you clean it with the oven cleaning setting that you put on the oven where it burns stuff out? No, we've done that a couple of times. We've done it once at our old house, but I, you hear the horror stories of ovens literally exploding and then that's more of a mess to clean up. So it's like, <laughs> why don't you just you put the oil on the oven or whatever it is. <laughs> that spray foam. That yeah. The spray yeah, you foam. spray it and then it just foams up and you leave it the for oil like of the Lord. 12 yeah. weeks and then you come back. <laughs> like, it's clean now. We're good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Restoration. So you're talking, oh. you're talking practical on a practical yeah. level. How yeah. do you keep your house functioning, getting restored, keeping things new? And yeah. it, really what you're doing is you're, you're for lack of a better word, honoring that thing or that item by actually caring about it to tend to wanting to restore it back to its original state. You know, I have a leather bag and it was my first bag to ever really own that was real leather. And I'm talking like, it smells of leather. It's that, uh, and I don't know about anybody else, but I absolutely, I'm weird. I love that smell. I love how it looks, the more weathered that it gets, mm-hmm. but man, it can really be destroyed if you don't restore it with an actual balm or like a liquid or something that they sell to actually rub into the leather and keep it hydrated. And for me, I thought I'd gotten to the point where I, I destroyed this bag because I couldn't find it for years. It was in storage. And I just got upset about it. And I found this balm on TikTok. I'm not even going to lie. TikTok (laughs) made me buy it. (laughs) Bought it, got it in the mail, pulled down the bag, and it looks completely better than brand new. Now, it doesn't look the same as new. I'm not even going to lie. Because when it was new, there weren't the the dings and the scratches and the little stuffs all around the edges. But it looks better to me than brand new Mm -hmm. because of all the character it's, it's now acquired. Uh-huh. I think that's a 
beautiful illustration for what we, we want to translate over and talk about in this five-part mini-series about restoration of our souls, restoration of dreams, restoration of the things that we thought in our relationships, can that ever be restored? Uh, yeah. It may not look the same as it looked when it was brand new, but when God steps in with restoration, it restores it to a place where it's it's more glory. And I can't even explain that. It, it's almost like it carries with it this new kind of goodness and richness because it has a story attached to it, just like my leather bag. You know, it, it has years on it, but yet it looks to me more beautiful than the day I got it. And so that's what we want to do today in our episode is really just scratch the surface of this idea of restoration. What are the yeah. areas of, of your life that need to be restored? And is it worthy of putting the effort into restoring it? Come I love on, that. Jay, where have you seen areas in your life that have need to be restored? Well, I wanted to drop a quick definition so we can really wrap our head yes, around this. That's so to be restored is a verb and it means to be returned to an original or usable yeah. and functioning condition. So I want to say in regards to our soul, pressure's mm -hmm. off. We're not the one doing the restoring. We can pay attention, but yeah. it doesn't ride on us to be the one returning us to that original state. So that's a note I want to just get in there, just slip and slide it right in. Well, you know, I have a joke to follow that that's inappropriate, but I won't say it. I will say, uh-huh, mm -hmm. uh-huh, that what you just pointed out, I want us to rest there for a second. You said pressure's off. Anytime that we say pressure's off in this podcast, I think we need to give it a little say law moment. I think we need to give stop there, rest for a second. Because I don't know about you, but I get tired of self-help. Oh. I, I want Poke a self-help book about quitting self-help. <laughs> like, I think maybe how I need to, to write that. How to not do self-help. I have self-help self -help fatigue. I really do. I, I think I'm trying so hard in my life to be a better version of me. And this is where I'm worn. I'm worn thin. And for some of y'all listening to this, maybe you felt that too at the beginning of this. You're like, restoration, great. Add it to the list of things I got to do. And I love, Jenny, that you just said pressure off. Pressure's yeah. off. And so if you need to hear that before we even get started in this series and you don't hear anything else, please take that, not with just a grain of salt, but with every fiber that we have. The pressure is off in this moment for you. Mm. May I may I lead us into dropping some biblical Old Testament uh, history towards this conversation? Break That's it down, break point. it down, Old Testament style. Do the burning bush, do the burning bush. <laughs> Everybody in the house, do the burning bush. Part the Red Sea, part the Red Sea, just like Moses. We part the Red Sea. Now push them two by two. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> that was the perfect segue for this moment. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about covenants. Okay. I, this will be brief and fast and all the good things, but it's worthy of a conversation. So mm -hmm. a covenant is described as an agreement enacted between two parties in which one or both make promises under oath to perform or refrain from certain actions stipulated in advance. So basically okay. this old te Testament scholar, Dr. Ritter says, God 
promises three things. He promises Mm -hmm. Abraham, his descendants, people. He promises God's presence and he promises a place. And we see this all throughout the journey in the Old Testament of the Israelites. People, place, God's presence. But the problem is Mm -hmm. within all these different covenants, there's disobedience to the covenant. There's foreign oppression. There's repentance. And then that's cry for deliverance. And then the deliverer comes in and sends judgment. There's victory. And then there's obedience from the Israelites. But Mm. then that cycle continues. So disobedience, oppression, repentance, a cry for deliverance. Uh, Judgment is sent, victory, and obedience. So we see the cycle over and over and over again. But So if you're like me, you probably just saw a circle graph in your mind. Go ahead and draw that circle. And it all starts with obedience or disobedience disobedience to the covenant yeah well obedience i mean it's the cycle right so there's obedience disobedience yeah foreign oppression and this was from dr ritter i wish i was smart enough to make it up but there there's these promises god has made there are these covenant promises god has made as followers of christ right if you profess and he's and you follow him And as we go through this life of exile in our own world, right? We're not the Israelites wandering around, but we do have these moments of exile. We can remember that our long-term end game with the Lord is restoration. Yeah, He is on a rescue mission and we will be fully restored. So as we walk out this cycle, disobedience, oppression, repentance, crying out for deliverance, being delivered, victory, obedience, and again and again and again. If we just remember the promise of God, he promises to deliver us. He promises to Mm -hmm. restore us back to better than what was before. So if we keep that in the forefront, and we we saw how he did that for the Israelites, how he sent Jesus to fulfill those promises, everything comes under the lordship of Jesus. So if we can just remember that throughout this series, uh, that that is the promise we can hold on to. That is the covenant promise that he has for us is that end game in new creation. We will be fully restored. The garden uh, where Adam and Eve were, that will be even better than it was as we rest and reside in the full presence of being face to face with Jesus. And man, sign me up. Mm. Sign me you up. Know, I I feel like sometimes... I'm kind of hesitant because this is a podcast and people are going to write in and be like, let me tell you the truth. And that's just a funny thought you had, but I feel okay being vulnerable here. Um, Sometimes I wonder if we're being restored less to the garden moments that God reveals through Genesis and more towards his conception of us. Like he's, when we look in the Psalms and it says that he's known us before he created us in our mother's womb, like he knows us before he's created us. Mm -hmm. And so I think we dream up this restoration based on what we've seen in scripture of what would be the most perfect, you know, garden moment. Let's all just be naked walking around in the garden. And that's what we're going to be restored to is just unashamed, new body, new new life, green, luscious gardens. But what if it's, it's less about thinking about the restoration being a recreation of a, a, a perfect place and more about this relationship 
and how he's known us more than we even know ourselves. Like yeah. that's the kind of restoration that I'm, I'm looking forward to as we're even talking about this in the series and I'm living my just day-to-day -day life. When I think about being with Jesus, I actually can't even imagine the landscape around me. I can, yeah. I can barely imagine him, you know, um, I can barely imagine me. I just know that there's this longing inside of me that knows that he's home. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That he's and the he's, center. He's required. He's wired us for that relationship. Right. Yeah. So that longing yeah. you describe. And I, I agree with you, Candace, that the new creation will be better than the first creation. And yeah. I think, too, um, it all boils down to. And I don't even know if we're, we'll understand this, but understanding the fullness of God's love for mm -hmm. us in that relationship. I've been studying love and the conviction that follows is remarkable, but, but true Christian love is one that requires such a deep vulnerability. Yeah. Because there's a safety there. Ooh. There's a safety in that relationship. So mm -hmm. you're willing to surrender. You're willing to be vulnerable. You're willing to show up because there's a security and a safety that comes first from the grace of knowing who God is um, and, and knowing that we will be restored into that fullness and embracing that love. It's, I don't know, it's wild to think about. It is, is so, so wild. And you know what? I think that that even just gives us a little taste of one of our episodes that we're going to do within this mini series um, is we're going to talk about restoration in relationships and whether that's with church or small group community or your circle. Um, but we're, we're going to dive into that as well, because I think you're, you're right on the money. It does revolve around love revolves around this idea that that there is relationship with restoration. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it cannot be separated. You can't be mm -hmm. an island and be like, all is well. I mean, the thing is, is that <laughs> if you go back to the original example that we put at the top of the show with a restored car, a classic car, what good does it do in a covered um, tarp in the garage and never driven after it's fully restored? You know what you yeah. do with that car? You put it on the streets, you take it to car shows, you let people take photos with it, and you stand out there with a big old grin on your face, and you're like, yeah, buddy, this is my car. And yeah, look at all the love I gave it. And yeah, look at all the things I did to bring it back to its glory. And I think that God, that's what God does with us. Like, if you think about yeah. the things that probably make him smile, it's when he's he says, you are put on display to bring me glory. Like, mm -hmm. do the things, be out there, be among them. Stand where I tell you to stand. Do what I tell you to do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to, but this is what I just keep imagining. To get to that process mm. of being, I don't know, displayed out into the world or whatever language we want to use. Yeah. There, yeah. There is a refinement and a scrubbing <laughs> off of the dirt and a watering yeah. away yeah. of the brokenness. Yeah. I mean, just think of that car illustration that needs yeah. to uh, be worked through and walked through. And it's not in our own strength that that scrubbing and that restoring yeah. and that sanctification happens, but it's in knowing the Lord. And I think often we forget the long game of it and we, mm -hmm. we just stay focused on the hurts of the scrub. You know what I mean? 
Oh, it's goodness. Painful. Yeah, because it's, it's not, not a 30-minute episode. It's, it's not, not it's a 30-minute makeover. 30 minutes, and you get to see the final result. It's like a <laughs> swoosh camera, at, you know, the little yeah. whoosh, and then they cut to black, and then, oh, fade in, and the, the snazzy music, and all. you're like, ooh, ah. I, I think all of us want that. I think we yeah. want the process of restoration to be just like that. 30 mm -hmm. minutes and done, man. Just cut, fade <laughs> to black, cut to the good glory scene. Let's get to it. But you're exactly <laughs> right. And what you're, discuss you're discussing really is an idea that restoration requires long suffering. And if, you, if you're turned off by the words long suffering, let me just remind you in Galatians, it's long suffering is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Like it is... It is something that is actually an outgrowth of what the Holy Spirit does internally in your life. So if you feel like I'm not cut out to be restoring this area of my life or my heart or my relationships and I just can't do it. Good news. You don't have to. It is a fruit of what the Holy Spirit does internally inside of you. And when Jenny's saying pressure's off, it really does mean pressure's off. The, the only requirement is to yield. And I think we forget, I, I mean, I wish if we could just sum down everything that the Christian life could be to make it easy, I think it would be in this one word of yielding. Just yield, just yield your way, yield, yield your expectations, <laughs> yield your temperament. Yield. I mean, if you could do that to the Holy Spirit, he can do all the things that's going to cause those, you know, 30 minute wonders <laughs> that might take longer um, to, to not be necessarily enjoyable but very much so tolerable and a part of the process that, that you're going to get through and, and come out on the other side with glory. Mm. And, and that process, the 30 minute makeover <laughs> through the long suffering, mm. Um, mm. It, it is beautiful and is not one where the Lord's like, Hey, you should feel shame in this moment. It's, it's mm -hmm. a process of freedom right? Like it's not, he doesn't take us through this makeover so we can yeah. feel unworthy. He takes us through this makeover because he thinks we're worthy. Ooh. When you think about the bones of a house being restored, I just mm -hmm. got this, I just got this visual. Okay. Say I'm it. so excited. I'm so excited. When I, you, you watch a restoration show, uh, somebody goes in, they flip a house. They have demo day. We all know this. Demo day, they come in and within three seconds, <laughs> the entire house is demoed, cleaned out, mop surface, floors are taped, they're ready to be paint and primed, you know, on the walls. But the reality is, is that demo day, there are, there is a day in your restoration where you have to rip out some stuff and it'll be fast and furious and you'll take a sledgehammer to it. But then you start seeing over the next processes of them restoring a house, this delicate care where they bring out measuring tapes and they measure the width of a wall to put in the counters. And, and they look at the floor and they, they sand it and uncover the old carpet and they go, oh, look at the original hardwoods. Oh, we're going to bring these back to life. And they don't take a sledgehammer to that. They don't take it. They What they do is now they walk gingerly on it and then they bring a buffer to it and a sander and then they gently go and they glide along there and they say, no, 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 before you walk in here, take off your shoes even on the thing that's old in the middle of process. And I got this visual just thinking about so many times we walk into a rest restoring our lives or restoring our soul to a certain condition with the Lord that he's like, I want to give this back to you. Right. And we think you're just going to destroy it. 
You're just going to demo it. You're just going to demo day. And that's the whole process. <laughs> and, and I want to remind you that some of it may be a violent ripping out because it does you no good and it needs an immediate stop. It needs to stop the rot that's happening in your soul. But some of it is going to be so delicately crafted and preserved. And he's going to come to and add and, and restore in a way that I think you're saying this, Jenny, that it's, it could be beautiful, the process. It's not something terrifying that we have to go, well, great. He just hates me and wants to get rid of this in my life. He doesn't want me to have any fun. <laughs> and he doesn't right. see me. He doesn't see me. This is, if I do this, if I'm restored to this, well, I lose part of me in this. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, look at the bones in the structure of a house that's restored to its old glory, the former glory, and then more. It ends up being something that we go, oh, I love that. But then also, here's a byproduct. I didn't even think of this analogy until we started recording. Here's a byproduct to that. You have me sitting on my couch watching it now going, ooh, I want to decorate my house like that. Oh, I want to do that to my back porch. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to. It's like when you're when you actually go through the restoration process and you're restored with something better than what you began with, the people around you go, I want that too. And shouldn't that be with a mark of a real mature Christian life is, is that they can see what God's done in us to restore us and to create a clean heart, a pure heart, the joy of our salvation restored. Like that should that should move us to inspire others to want what God has for them as well. I'm just sitting in the moment, Candace. I, <laughs> I think there's a pivotal moment in all of our lives where we need to ask ourselves, do we have a genuine relationship with the Lord? And if that answer is yes, if we do know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then our soul has been redeemed. And then throughout the journey, we become set apart and we go through this restoration process. I mean, Psalm 51, I just want to read it. Uh, not yep. the whole thing, but it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold mm. me with a willing spirit. So as we wrap this episode, uh, may we challenge you to pray that same prayer to a God who is with you, a God who, if you know him, the Holy Spirit indwells within you and has equipped you to walk out this very restoration so process to be restored uh, to not only a genuine and closer relationship with himself, but to be, re be restored in a way that draws others into knowing him as Candace was sharing. So our challenge for you today is to pray that prayer and ask those questions. God, what in me needs mm -hmm. restoring? And when you hear the Holy Spirit whisper an answer, don't take up a defense, a defensive posture. And Ooh, remember that good. cycle we walk mm -hmm. through, but remain repentant and readied to respond to whatever he brings to your heart and know that at the end of the day, God will fully restore 
what has been lost. He will fully restore what he has promised you. And we will walk in the newness of creation. And that is a promise we can hold on to. Wow. So, so good. I'm excited about this series, Jenny. I'm just, I feel like it's high time we all reach out and say, I'm, I'm here for the restoration process. I'm here. Yeah. And I'm ready for it. And let's go. So we're we, raising we hands, raising hands. That's right. I'm saying I'm here. My hands up. Choose me. Let's go. Uh, we, we hope that this encouraged you today. We also hope that you stick around with us for the next four episodes. We're going to dive deeper into topics on this subject, but we wanted to give a broad view today, get you set up, get you ready and excited for what's to come, because we do believe that there's some incredible things in store that that when you choose to live a life restored, that you are shutting down so many subliminal shoulds in your life. And that's what we want for you. So until next time, we want to see you kick your should to the curb. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you've been inspired to stop shooting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.